I think, you know, I was about details. I noticed details. I, I organized certain details and could do that, but that didn't mean I had the gift of administration. So I was falsely labeled. But um, I think it posed a challenge because I constantly failed at organizing most things. And then I felt like I was a failure because if it's supposed to be a gift, why is it so hard? And so it caused a lot of just interpersonal issues for us because you had expectations and I had expectations for myself to be able to do things and I couldn't. It just wasn't mm -hmm. in me. I had to learn other things, but it was always a challenge for me. All right. Mark and Grace here with the Real Marriage Podcast. And for those of you that would be willing to do so, it should be a big gift to us. Wherever you listen to podcasts, go and write a review and uh, say very nice things, <laughs> especially about my wife, Grace. So uh, why don't you read one example of what a good review would look like? So this one says, my favorite marriage podcast, five stars. Thank you. My wife and I love this podcast. I recommend it to all people, regardless of your relationship status. You know it's a great podcast when you talk to your friends and they also are listening to it. Very nice. From Canadian born 613. They have the internet in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> it must be a big week, that kind of new <laughs> technology, fancy. Well, uh, what we're doing in this uh, series of episodes is we are looking at what's called spiritual gifts, your divine design, how God made you, made your spouse, and uh, and we're looking at the various gifts that God has given to you and how those can work together to build and strengthen your marriage and family. And uh, you may have additional questions. So we've got a full book that we've written. It is over 100 pages on spiritual gifts. But this episode, we're going to talk about the gift of administration. What's now, that? what is that? Yeah, <laughs> I heard about it. Is that one of those gifts that have ceased and no longer I exist? I think so. In yeah. our marriage, it has. <laughs> so, um, when we first got married, you were told that you had the gift of administration. I was lied to. You were lied to. Somebody had the gift of lying, is what they did. Um, so, the gift of administration, we uh, will define it for you. It's in 1 Corinthians 12 28. You're the organizers, you're the people that the Bible talks about like things done in a fitting and orderly way. You like detail. Uh, you like to put things in order. And when things are out of order, that's a problem for you. Problem solving, reasoning. I could still remember some years ago, we were doing marriage counseling with a couple and uh, she told us that her favorite gift that she ever got for her birthday was a label maker. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and she just, everything, like kids, you know, Legos and toys. And I guess the husband, you know, got a, on his forehead, just said husband, like everything <laughs> in the house got labeled and categorized. So for those that have the gift of administration, um, we're talking about you. And if you don't have it, we're praying for you. Uh, we'll start with a historical story. And one of the things we like to do in these uh, series of episodes is bring in somebody historically who has the gift. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about St. Patrick, and I'm Irish. We were the O'Driscolls in County Cork, Southern Ireland. And what's interesting is St. Patrick... Wasn't Irish. He wasn't Irish or a saint. The Catholic Church never formally canonized him as a saint, and he wasn't Irish. He was British. And when he was a young man, some Irish pirates, possibly even my relatives, <laughs> we were Irish pirates. We were. We were the O'Driscolls, and we were in County Cork, Southern Ireland, 
and we uh, started an international incident because we were pirates in the Baltimore Harbor. We would go out and steal, and we stole, I think it was a Spanish ship filled with wine, so we're liquor pirates. And uh, if you're listening, this all of a sudden my whole life is probably clicking. <laughs> a lot of things are making sense. <laughs> And the fact that we're not doing this episode with a parrot, an eye patch, right. and a bottle of liquor mm-hmm. indicates that Jesus There's has been, been involved. There's yes. been progress. <laughs> and so my relatives were Irish pirates. So he got captured by Irish pirates. They forced him to work as a slave. And he grew up in a godly family. I think his grandpa was a minister, but he was the prodigal and had nothing to do with the Lord. Well, now the kid's stuck in the middle of nowhere for years praying 100 prayers day and night, spending time talking to the Lord. He comes back into a vibrant relationship with God. God gives him a vision that he can escape if he takes this route, makes it to the harbor. And so he follows this prophetic dream, escapes slavery, makes it to the harbor, can't afford passage to his home on the ship. And God sends a whole herd of pigs down that he can offer as his payment all supernatural crazy stuff. He finally gets back home and God gives him a vision, a dream, a word that he's going to be a pastor, go to seminary, and then go back to Ireland to reach the crazy pagans who had enslaved and abused him. And that was his life calling. And the problem in Ireland, it was very, very tribal kind of like Afghanistan today, where there's all these warring tribes and nobody really wants a federal government. They don't want order. They like the disorder and the chaos and the wars. And he goes back to Ireland and he comes up with an idea of how to create monasteries, educational centers, church planning centers, pastoral training centers. My dad and I, for a kind of a legacy trip, visited the ruins of one of these places. And he found a way to evangelize the Irish people and nobody had found a way to do that. And part of that was his gift of administration. It wasn't just doing what had always been done. It was figuring out how do we organize an architect uh, ministry and how do we reach people for Christ because the typical way that everybody does it isn't working. And so if you have the gift of administration, you like problem solving, you like maximizing resources, you like stewardship, you like efficiency. And, uh, And so, honey, is this a gift that either of us has? No. No. (laughs) Not even close. So when we first got married, somebody told you you had the gift of administration. So when we got married, I thought, well, that's great. That's your gift. So here's the budget. Here's the schedule. I'm just going to dump all the organizational stuff on you. And how did that go? Um, Fine for the budget. I was great at organizing You just didn't spend any money. Yeah. I think, you know, I was about details. I noticed details. I... I organized certain details and could do that, but that didn't mean I had the gift of administration. So I was falsely labeled. But um, I think it posed a challenge because I constantly failed at organizing most things. And then I felt like I was a failure because if it's supposed to be a gift, why is it so hard? And so it caused a lot of just interpersonal issues for us because you had expectations and I had expectations for myself to be able to do things and I couldn't. It just wasn't Mm -hmm. in me. I had to learn other things, but it was always a challenge for me. Well, and I would say if you're in a marriage where at least one of you has the gift of administration, that's probably going to be the person that does the budget, Mm -hmm. that does the taxes, that does systems around the the schedule, the systems around the house. And if you're the person who 
has that gift and the other doesn't, you're going to, the areas that you could be annoyed with your spouse are probably the areas you need to help your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, why is the house such a mess? Because I don't know how to organize it. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why is the budget not clean? Because I'm not an accountant. Why, why, why was that on the calendar? Because I don't have the gift of administration. And sometimes what ends up being pain points or even problem points in a marriage are just the practical daily details, you know, putting stuff in the right door, drawer, somebody picking up the kids, paying the bills, Scheduling. getting the groceries, mm-hmm. putting together the meal plan, organizing the holidays, figuring out the schedule. And so, you know, if one of you has the gift, um, then you need to be the one who helps lead in that area and serve in that area. It doesn't matter if it's the husband or the wife. But it's important to be relational in how you do that as well. Oftentimes people with the gift of administration aren't overly relational and so it can come off as rules and control yeah and and so you need to be aware of that if you have the gift of administration and not just get frustrated because people aren't doing what you're saying but try and be relational and honoring and respectful about how you present different systems and options so in every spiritual gift there's a shadow side there's Mm -hmm. a potential abuse and not just a use of the gift if you have the gift of administration, you may, you can be a high control person. Mm-hmm. And so you set everything up in such a way that you're in charge and you're the boss and you're the only person that really knows how everything works. And, and as a result, you can have some control issues. And a lot of times underneath that is fears. And so if you have things in your life, whether it's emotional or spiritually that feel out of control or a past that hasn't been healed up from, then sometimes you move into control and administration issues because that at least you can control those parts of your life. So sometimes there's fears under there that you don't want everything to be out of control. And so you try and control the things that, you know, are in front of you. Well, and I mean, we're just kind of an honest conversation, but I can think of certain couples that we know where the husband, for example, was probably did have the gift of administration, but there was a brokenness about it and it led to a high control. Yeah. All of a sudden he's very, very, very stingy with the money. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, not wanting her to have a cell phone because he wants to control all communication. Um, he puts a lot of rules and, and systems in place and then punishes the wife or kids for breaking the rules, but it's not a sin. They're not breaking God's right. rules. It's like a Pharisee who's got their little, you know, checklist of to do and to don't. And, uh, and so you've got to be careful if you have the gift of administration that you're not just putting everything in order, but you're creating a life-giving environment mm-hmm. for the marriage and the family. So the goal of the gift of administration is not to have everything perfect, but to have a healthy environment for the relationships to flourish. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you would kick everybody out of your house because that would be the easiest way to keep it clean. <laughs> and uh, you would not allow your children to live with you because they're the ones that keep messing it up. And so... You know, for those who do have the gift of administration, you could be a tremendous blessing to your family, but you also could be the joy kill. You could be the high control person. You could be the, hey, stop making noise. We like it quiet. Hey, don't take that toy out. You know, that messes up the house. And uh, there was a friend of ours some years ago. He's very organized, very tidy, probably OCD kind of level. And uh, finally, his wife looked at him and she said, uh, I don't want to live in a museum Mm. and I can't raise children in an art gallery Wow! because he kept trying to turn his home into a museum or an art gallery. And she's like, this is impossible Mm -hmm. to raise a bunch of kids in it. And for him, it was, how do I keep everything perfect? And she's like, we can't live in a perfect environment Mm -hmm. as a married couple with children. And so there's something in that gift of administration where it's 
it's creating an environment, but not controlling an environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. And, um, and so for those of you that may have this gift, maybe you give them a few of the questions that could help trigger thoughts of, do you have this gift? Does your spouse have it? And maybe even if you're a parent, are you starting to see this gift emerge in your child or in some of your children? Yeah. When things are poorly organized, you get frustrated and want to help fix things. Or maybe on the other hand, you get really excited about getting it organized instead of just like, oh, great, I have to organize something else. Do you like to see resources best stewarded so that things like money, facilities, time and energy are utilized for the best return on investment? Are you attracted to opportunities where someone needs to bring order out of chaos? Maybe you're that person that goes and helps your friend organize their home because you really enjoy making it a place for them that they can flourish like you talked about. And Don't you love that friend who's like, oh, can I come over and help you organize your house? <laughs> I like doing that for other people, but not for our house. <laughs> okay, well, pray for us. Um, do naturally organize your life, schedule finances, priorities, etc. And do things like efficiency and promptness matter more to you than most people you know? So for us, gift of administration, um, this means weekly we try to have uh, what we call a sync meeting. You probably heard us talk about it a lot. And that is how do we, and we have a joint shared calendar. Part of that is it's hard to be one, the Bible says to be one, with two calendars, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how, how do you be one with two calendars? So we had to go to a, a common shared digital calendar and then we have to sit down and go through it so that we can administrate our lives. Because if you don't administrate, organize, architect, design your life together, what happens is whoever puts in the most energy gets to win and the mm -hmm. other person loses and you get to be in control and they feel controlled. Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, you put everything on the calendar. You put everything on the budget. You, you, you got everything you wanted, but you didn't ask me what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we close with this, honey. We just got back to from a week in Coronado in San Diego. It's a nice time. But even for us early on, organizing how we do vacations and holidays and days off, we had to figure out how to administrate that even for our marriage. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do great early on. No, we were constantly frustrated. And I think vacation for a wife and mom is very different than it is for the dad because the dad gets to take the kids to do all the fun stuff and the mom has to make sure the kids are fed and ready to go for all the stuff. Not sunburned. And pack and, yeah. and get everything ready to go. And so I think because I wasn't naturally organized either, it was even more um, stressful for me because I wanted to make sure all the details were tended to, but I wasn't, you know, doing it weeks in advance. Um, and so, yeah, we had to learn. And I think you know, just when you have kids on vacation, as a side note, it's it's not going to be truly a vacation, and that's okay. It's fun, and you get to enjoy seeing your kids have fun, but that's just a side note. Um, so I had to change my definition of vacation, but then you had to learn how you could help me out in serving the kids so that we could enjoy them together when we went on outings and it wasn't just me doing all the prep and then you spending the money and working hard. It's a family <laughs> like you got to pack everybody up. Yep. If you're going to get in a car, somebody's got to figure out how to get everything in the car. Our Suburban looked like an episode of Hoarders. I mean, it, we had we had its thing on the top and bikes on the back and stuff hanging out the window. And hey, put your feet up. You got to put a suitcase under your short legs. And um, and then if you're flying, that's a whole nother thing. Oh wow, yeah. And now uh, with COVID, it's not like it's easier. And then when you land somewhere, like how do we keep the kids safe? Where do we all sleep? What's the schedule? How many things do we organize? Do we pack every day with events or do we 
allows some freedom and flexibility. And a lot of the fights or disagreements or conflicts in marriage, they're little administrivia issues mm -hmm. that turn into pain points. Yep. And so you got to pray about it. You got to talk about it. You got to serve one another and you got to consider one another. Mm -hmm. And the more you can try to get your brain, your car, your schedule, your budget around what's next, hopefully you can avoid some of that problem that happens when you're in the middle of it and you weren't prepared for it. And that happens all the time on vacation, day off, yeah. holiday, Sabbath, whatever the case may be. And being able to express what's important to each of us on the vacation and our expectations and then both being willing to flex because if I only get what I want or you only get what you want, then we're both being we're being selfish. And so being able to flex on, okay, I really want this. Okay, let's do that, but I'll give this up. Or, you know, we'll, we'll tweak that and do this a little differently. And maybe in the next trip, we'll add that. So being willing to be flexible in that together, but expressing the things that you would enjoy. Um, and so that you can administrate that and plan for that and even financially, you know, Get it save in the for budget it. Mm -hmm. And in the schedule. All right. Yeah. And that leads us into the next episode. We'll see you uh, for the next episode where we're going to get into the gift of giving. giving. So if you guys fight over money, we'll see you next episode. Mm -hmm.